Hey, hey, everyone. Apologies for the delay on this episode. I had to take an unexpected trip away from my desk before I got to finish editing it. No worries, though. We're now back on our regular schedule of every second Saturday from here on out. This is one beefy episode, though, so I hope that it was well worth the wait. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Do you remember we, we what saw, you did? We, yeah, we saw a uh, moment. Consult notes. We went to see someone's someone. sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sister of Ro- <laughs> Rosie. No, Rosie was the girl, or was Rosie the sister of We the went girl? to see Daisy. Daisy. Who was Rosie's sister. Yeah. What did Daisy say to us? Daisy said that... I don't remember, actually. But <laughs> Mike's too busy eating pizza and Fabio is too stoned for <laughs> I had diligent notes. And welcome to another edition of the Tales of Podcast. I'm Jan, your GM, and I'm joined tonight by my friends and our wonderful cast. Is it me first? I'm Jan. <laughs> anyone, anyone who wants to. Apparently, the order doesn't matter anymore. So I'm, whoever I'm Charles, wants, whoever and I play Jacques de Beauregard. Merci. Don't forget it. <laughs> Wow, that was aggressive. Uh, I'm Erica. I play Maeve, and uh, she's your liaison to the dead. I'm Fabio, and I'm playing Connor O'Leary. And I forgot to come up with. Damn, I had it all written. I had all these things written down. I had so many ri- intros written in my other notebook. For context, he forgot his notebook. <sighs> Carry on. Hello, I'm Mike, and I nearly forgot my name. <laughs> I play Lloyd. <laughs> and you're disturbing my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very Lloyd thing to say. It's okay, so I'm going to cut in. Oh, oh, oh. If Connor was a Domino's pizza, he would be a smoked sausage with like a kind of a rustic sort of crust, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, is that an is option? That, is that the role play question for the day? Like the I character did, I building just, question? <laughs> that's my intro. Pizza would your character oh, be? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> no, that is not today's question. Today, myself and I'm sure our listeners want to know, what is your character's pet peeve? Unpolished boots, I think. Mm. So where does the polished boots thing come from? Well, he's a military man. Mm. Um, So I think that's enough his whole life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) makes sense. Um, But also, I mean, there's just something distasteful about like a scuffed boot on a gentleman. Hmm. Um, Lloyd always has scuffed boots, but for some reason, Connor finds that endearing. Wait, does he? I don't think he does. Mm. Does he not? It's probably not up to your standard, but he does. I don't think they're scuffed. They look scuffed to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you can't see, can your you see your face in yes. them when you look at the shoe? I don't think that's normal. No. Well, then, <laughs> then they're scuffed. I, 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 is that is that a is that a property of your shoe though? Or is that a property of, of, of your polish? Well, if you can't see your face. Well, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's just the quality of the leather. Maybe your shoes are so old that it doesn't matter how much polish you put on it. Well, well I'm guessing that he uses boot polish and he cleans with spit. 
Yeah, that's that yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Spit shine. Connor has actually offered you polish many, many times. Yeah. He even ha- he carries around like a small. There's another thing in his pocket. He carries <laughs> around a small uh, tin of boot polish. Uh, which he has offered you many, many times. He keeps it because he thinks one day you might take it have you and like, actually polish your shoes. Have you like polished his shoes yourself <laughs> one time? And well, while he was asleep that one while time. While he was asleep. And, and Wait, does, does Connor polish his own shoes or does Michael Caine do it? Um, I, uh, let me let me let me let me piggyback on that question. When Monsieur Capitaine is out for a late at night on his misadventures and he comes home, mm-hmm. does he polish his shoes before taking them off? He polishes them after he takes them off. Okay, but he polishes them before going to bed? Yes. Ah, that's interesting. So Connor so polishes his own shoes. Yeah, mm. because if you leave them for the night dirty and they've got muck on them, then that's gonna stick on and ruin the letter. Mm. Look <laughs> the look, look on Fabio's face <laughs> but I'm guessing that Michael Caine does Jacques shoes probably that you, poor 98 year old man but uh, you know but uh, <laughs> I mean uh, yeah, it's not that Jacques doesn't know how to polish his shoes it's, it's just that uh, Jacques avoids getting that dirty he has gotten dirty and he'll probably you know wipe off the dirt but uh, magically out. he's always clean and he doesn't realize it's mm. because Michael Caine comes along no. in the night and cleans it for him he realizes it's the magic pixies that you have to worry about <laughs> no. if, if Michael Caine is using Connor's uh, boot polish which he mixes himself <laughs> that explains why he has a bloodshot eye from inhaling the fumes <laughs> <laughs> no. this poor old man I, know, yeah. I feel really bad for the butler <laughs> mm. Maybe paid concerned. Well. Mm. So, Erica, what is uh, Maeve's pet peeve? Well, she's got a few. It's one of them people denying the existence of ghosts. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I've been keeping a tally. <laughs> one of them is people denying the existence of ghosts or the supernatural um, or doubting her abilities. Uh, the second is people who chew with their mouth open. Oof. She hates that. Mm. And uh, the third is men who talk over her. That's it. <laughs> uh, who, who would dare? No, Jacques doesn't speak over people. He s- likes to speak whilst under them, sure. But uh... <sighs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, never mind. Oh. No, I don't. Insert oh. eye rolling here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on. Does, does, does Jacques speak over people? I need to find a, a sound effect yes. for the ultimate wah, eye roll. Wah. <laughs> 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 on that note, <laughs> what is uh, Jacques' pet peeve? Uh, Jacques, for the most part, uh, is is a you know he's a loving soul. He he doesn't have issues. Uh, what? <laughs> are you are you kidding? <laughs> no, none whatsoever. He he is he is perhaps the he most doesn't have issues. None whatsoever. Perhaps the sanest man on earth. That being said, uh, he has the sight and doesn't believe in ghosts. And you think he doesn't have like, issues? <laughs> There's a perfectly scientific reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, there is one thing. Uh, It's pronounced Jacques. 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 Not Jack. Jacques. Jack lacks smacks. You know, Jacques (laughs) is, there's almost, there's almost two (laughs) syllables. It's like attack. Jacques. And there's the K at the end. It's, oh, 
just hearing it gives me goosebumps. I'm telling you, Jacques gets excited at the Jacques. There's, it, it, there's a there's a there's a silent e. There's a silent e. I'm I'm letting everybody know. There's a silent e. Jacques. You mean there's a silent S because there is in fact an E. There's an E and an and S. And you're hearing it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, technically there's also a silent U as well. Yeah, yes. It's not, yeah, but you don't say Jacques. Uh, but the thing, about, the thing about French, <laughs> I've been told, is that you just stop pronouncing the word after the last vowel. Uh, uh, it depends. It depends because uh, uh, you see what happens is, is in the north of France, especially the Paris area, they speak so fast they get rid of, of, of E's everywhere. You know, so stuff like cheveux, which is hair, they say cheveux. And it's, there's, there's, no, there's no E's anywhere. Now, if you go down the south, it's the opposite. They put E's everywhere. They say cheveux. Okay, that's, that's a bad example. Let me give you a better <laughs> one. Uh, they will say uh, uh, something like, like a, uh, I don't know, patate, right? They will say patate. There's, there's E's everywhere. You're adding E's to it. And it's it's it's, it's So how would they say Jacques? They would say Jacques. 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 No, it's like Jacques. In, it's like in the north we we yeah. drop we drop a bunch of consonants. Yeah. But uh, hey, uh yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, what about Lloyd's pet peeve? Oh yeah. Uh pet peeve for Lloyd, I want to go with um complacency. Like when I don't know. He doesn't like it when people sit on the fence or don't act if something's pissing them off mm. because he's, he kind I think, yeah, his history has shown where like he's, he's seen where that can go if people are too complacent and if people just like accept what they're fed kind of shit. Mm. Uh, and that really like, yeah, super annoys him. I think this also seems to feed in a lot with uh, his activities with the socialist movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, that that makes sense from Lloyd from Lloyd's uh, from Lloyd's history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, what does he think about Jacques? But Jacques actually seems to very clearly have uh, not sitting on the fence about certain thoughts. So, um, you know, actually, that that's a very, I, I I thought the same thing actually as well. But I think I think Jacques Jacques holds his cards close to his chest more uh, yeah. than yeah. And yeah. yeah, and I think I think Lloyd respects that about Jacques because he very he does the same thing. Yeah, really. Yeah, but yeah, Jacques isn't afraid to act when mm-hmm. when needs be. But I think most of the time he doesn't want to let people know anything because he'd rather people make their own thoughts about Jacques and he can then use it to to his discussion. But I I, I think actually it probably would annoy Lloyd a little bit. I think I think Lloyd might want Jacques to be more outspoken. In in their friendship, you know, I don't think. No, I think he do, he, he he knows the difference between being secretive and being uh, and using your head over mm. and being complacent. Okay. I think he knows Jack because he knows you person. He knows Jack personally, right? Yes. He's worked with him for a while. He knows that he will take action, and because right. uh, because Lloyd does the same shit for like a job. Basically, he mm. like is he doesn't show his cards, doesn't show exactly. his never shows his hand. Mm. Um, so he will quite happily like pretend to be complacent if that lets him fit in but like yeah mutual respect in our in our work i like that and the mystery of lloyd's personal history deepens for Ooh. our listeners mm-hmm. so then with that in mind let's recap what happened last session Dun-dun. Dun-dun. <laughs>
We began with the continuation of the examination of Mr. Baker, who was left paralyzed after presumed foul play. Jacques may have tried to relieve his physical condition somewhat with a warm bath, but to no avail. Although his condition did not improve, they were, however, able to relieve him of his keys to the museum. Meanwhile, Connor and Lloyd met Lucius Lemondaire, curious collector and curator of upper-class lineage. Lucius was willing to help them discover more about the museum owner, but would require more information to go on first. Some quick thinking from Lloyd also had Lemondaire examine the seal on the party's mysterious letter, which she claimed to have never seen before. With these clues and further mysteries in hand, the team reconvened at the pub to discuss their findings. With the aid of a ragdoll received from Daisy, Maeve was able to trigger a vision in their search for Rosie. This vision quickly turned sinister, however, as Maeve saw once again that dreadful haunting face and found herself gripped by some abominable force that was seemingly choking the air from her very lungs. She was thankfully snapped from this petrified state by entities unknown, but not before seeing a flash of a dead body. So I, I, I should just clarify uh, for the listeners in our Roses and Thorns after the last session, uh, the rest of the crew uh, gave me told me that I'd given the impression that Maeve had physically teleported yep. uh, from the pub uh, after her vision. Uh, that was not the case. Uh, it just seems the way that I explained it uh, was you not said, optimal. I opened my eyes and I see a body. I was like, what? Yeah, so to clarify, when she opened her eyes, she did not yet see the pub. She was still seeing a vision, uh, but her eyes had fluttered open and she still had like an overlay of a vision over her vision and she saw a dead body. I think that misunderstanding says more about sci-fi's influence on your imagination. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm playing. Jumping to transportation. <laughs> or to teleport every time she has a vision, she goes to a new world. Listen, you never know. It's a fantasy game. <laughs> So during this vision, I said to you that you saw the face of a young girl with red hair that you could looking down into what you can presume to be the face of the doll and the face that you presume to be Rosie. And then you felt this icy cold grip in your chest and you were struggling to breathe. You got a flash of that horrible face from your original vision sneering at you. And then you were basically choking and you were freezing cold. And then when you kind of, you felt that slap across the face, you opened your eyes, you still had this vision overlay. Uh, so even though your eyes were open, you were still seeing the vision and you saw a body. I didn't describe the body, but I will now. Okay, so this is a different body from the young girl that I saw earlier in the vision. Yes. I see. Okay, I thought it was the same one. Well, we'll get on to that. Yes. Uh, I have a question for the two of you, please. Uh, um, how long... Us watching this, how long does it last? Is it like a good three minutes? Are we just sitting here watching you with your eyes? No, I, I feel like it happens much quicker like the way in, real, in real time than it does in mm -hmm. the time that Maeve experiences it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how dreams work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, up to Jan, obviously. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think so too. I think this happens in a good five to ten seconds. Oh. Yeah, so, we're, so, so, so we're watching, we're like, mm -hmm. oh. In the vision, the body that you see it's uh, probably more uh, a woman, face down, in dirt. Um, she has big red hair. So maybe it is the girl that you saw, but 
many years later, you could assume. Okay, so a uh, grown-up version. The face down in mud, there's rain spattering down, and there's just a huge um, bloody mass on her back between her shoulders and a big pool of blood. Can I see her. where she is? Like, are there identifying landmarks or something nearby? Okay, so when you did your role last session, you got two successes. Mm -hmm. So I will say um, there you can see um, a riverside. So you could extrapolate that this is somewhere on the Thames. So we ready? Camera up. So you guys are sitting around in the pub. You see Maeve's head jerk back. Her eyelids are fluttering. Her eyes have gone completely white. You hear her <gasps> gasping for, for breath. You can see her like squeeze the doll under her hand. She's obviously in a certain amount of pain. How do you guys react to this? Oh, uh, uh, my, my medical training kicks in. Like, Mademoiselle, are you all right? My God, that looks very violent. Connor would, uh, yeah, look at look at Jacques. Probably put his hand to your to your shoulder as if he was like about to tell you to do something that you're already all, obviously <laughs> already doing. And uh, I think you would then um, try and grab the doll from from your hands. So he's, so he's trying to take the doll away. From exactly. Me. Yeah, because it, it happened as soon as you touched it. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's it, it's clearly what's causing it. So he's trying to get it out of your hand. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll let you do that. I, I think I don't, I'm not going to make you roll for that. You can take the doll out of your hands. Okay. And um, and then I would, I mean, I think Connor would look around the bar to see if anyone else is watching. Because if someone else is going to see you in this yeah. vulnerable state, I think he'd stand up and, and shield you from, from the vision. What a kind gentleman. He's a gentleman. Uh, we, we did say you have one of those kind of like booths, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not too exposed. But right, okay. Is Lloyd taking notes? <laughs> Lloyd's just sitting there with a straight face <laughs> <laughs> taking notes. No, so, <laughs> I think Lloyd was. Lloyd was uh, not taking notes, but going over his notes. Uh, but when this happens, I think he like calmly sits back in the chair, takes a long deliberate swig of his beer and just watches. Okay, so uh, Jacques is trying to is prepping for uh, doctor responses. Uh, Connor is trying to protect uh, your privacy. He pulls the doll from your hand. Your eyes flicker, and because he's released the doll from your hands, that's what gradually makes the vision disappear from your eyes. And you <gasps> you finally Taking get an intake of breath. Now I need you to make me a fear roll. So how I do. So um, you uh, roll the number of dice that you have either for logic or empathy. It's up to you. Plus one for each PC that is present. So you get plus three dice. Sweet. Okay. So my logic so is four. This is, this is a, a fear plus roll, but I'm also wanting to do this three. because we agreed that you also have a consequence to using your powers. I don't know if you remember us discussing yes, this. Yes, I do remember. Mm -hmm. So, Great. but because we're so early in the game, this is only a difficulty of one. So you need one success. I have one success. You have one success. Okay, that means that you do not suffer a condition. Good. That's great. <laughs> so your eyes finally flick open. <gasps> you take yet that breath. 
and I hand over to you. Um, she's just gonna start mumbling, Thames, Thames. Somewhere on the Thames. And she like gestures at Lloyd as if he should know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> I think I saw Rosie, is that her name? Her body on the near the Thames. There was water. Can you be a bit more specific? <laughs> no. <laughs> and she's like, does anybody have water? Her throat oh, is like... Yeah, I'll, 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 Connor runs to the bar and gets a, a glass of water and brings it back. Yeah, I'm not about to parch my drive through with wine or whatever it was that we were drinking. Water. That's how I parch my throat. <laughs> Maeve, tell us, tell, us what, tell us what happened when you held the doll. I saw a young girl with red hair, um, presumably the owner of said doll when she was younger, and then I saw a dead body of a young woman, similar hair, on the Thames. I'm pretty sure it was the Thames. No, I can't be more specific than that. I didn't see that much. Someone took the doll? Uh, yes, here it is. I oh, don't hand that back to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Connor puts it into his coat. Um, did you get a sense of which side of the Thames you were on? Did did I? No, but I I will tell you this. In the vision, it was raining and muddy, and it hasn't rained for two or three days. Okay, so uh, it was raining and muddy in my vision. So this is not a current. It's not the current location or state. And did you... When did it last rain? Six days ago. No, three days ago. (laughs) 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 Worth a shot. (laughs) (laughs) And did you get a sense that you were in an area where there were buildings or it was open country? She was outside, wasn't she? She was outside because she was um, exposed to the elements. It was you could you could tell it was a, it was kind of uh, grimy and dingy, so probably within the city. And how was she dressed? Can I describe her clothing? Did I get a good look? Uh, yeah, basic uh, like a plain um, dress and petticoats. Um, Color? Uh, you couldn't really tell. It was kind of like Super very bloody. like very so drab colors. Um, but the col- the only thing that you really notice is the red. Like it was very kind of almost like a filter over her vision. Everything was very gray and dark. But the thing that stood out was that all across her back was just a giant big red pool and spooling out from the side was of her. Was it like something had ripped her open? You could say that that might have been... You could imagine that from what you saw, yes. <clears throat> Lloyd, do we know when uh, Rosie was uh, missing? Do we? I think we probably got that information. Yes. Three or four days, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I believe. By and if it last rained three days ago, that matches. Yeah, yeah. By Jove! It might have been Rosie. <laughs> Everyone figured that out? No? Okay. Uh, I guess I was late to the you're party. A little, you're a little... Should I say my slowed response? Slowed on the uptake there, Jacques. Oui, oui, I, oui. I didn't say... <laughs> <laughs> Three or four days ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be really confusing. Mm. Can 
we perhaps we uh, should change venue. <laughs> Um, yes. This is not a conversation for the pub. Yes, Let's, I what, Are we closer to Connor's at, home or you're at the HQ? Docks. Okay, so we're near the H- HQ. Yeah. Let's go back to base. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yes, I'll, I'll what insert. <laughs> it's from Batman. Oh, yes, okay. I'll, I'll insert stinger music for scene transition here. <laughs> we can do a Star Wars esque green yeah, wipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you guys are sitting around. Let's say you're now in the HQ, the fire is on. Maeve is wrapped in a blanket um, in front of the fire. Oh, yes, because I'm shivering cold. Mm hmm. I'll make the tea again. Yes, that's, that's, that's a good idea. How British of you? Can yet? we take you out a French? map of London and let's see if we can't devise some sort of search plan? And um, actually, it might be easier for you to get out than me. Thank you. Um, and while we're once we've done that, I will go and talk to some of my contacts at Scotland Yard. What was that cop's name? The copper that I knew. His name was McIntyre. McIntyre, that's it. Uh, it was another L. Where's my notes? Lenny. I think it was Lenny. Leonard McIntyre. So Leonard McIntyre was the beat cop that brought um, Baker home, and his beat is around the museum area. And where did Rosie live? Rosie lived uh, with Daisy in Elephant and Castle. Somewhere around here. You have to look at it better. It's most likely that what happened to her, and where is, here is, well, let's draw a line from Elephant and Castle to the museum. And what, can someone tell me what this area of the Thames would be like? Would it be like, would you have uh, spots You're pointing where, uh, me uh, to Westminster right now. Right, okay. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's, it's written right by I, also, I can't see it from here. <laughs> um, it's unlikely that a body could stay there for any amount of time without being seen. Plenty of criminals in Westminster to hide it. It could have been washed away by the Thames by now. It's entirely possible. The Thames I, is a long river for us. I, I love that Lloyd thinks every politician is a criminal. Don't we all? Well, worse than I am. <laughs> I think that I will take a trip to the local constabulary and ask if they have heard any reports of uh, a, a young woman's body being found by the river. So when you say local constabulary, local to where? To the docks? To the museum? I think to the docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be the ones most likely to hear about this. Well, the, the docks are much further on the west side. Right. We would want to look closer... Yeah, okay. To where the museum is Whatever would be the... Or where she lived. Where is the fucking police HQ? What's it? Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard. Actually, I don't know where Scotland Yard is. Uh, It's it's in Scotland, isn't it? (laughs) 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 No. Uh, There we go. Edgeware Road. All right. Well, why don't I go to Scotland Yard and speak to my contact there? Mm Mm-hmm. Detective Lazar. Did you just make that up? Yes. Excellent. Take Lloyd with you. Well, I was going to say Lloyd. Lloyd can do as he pleases. Does <laughs> Does Lloyd have like maybe another area that he might want to investigate using his own means? <clears throat> yes. Uh, Lloyd can 
I can speak with some of the gangs around a river. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I know some river folk there. Uh, like the Fey, like the Fey river folk, mm. like the mermans. Because let me tell you right now, big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> flashback there flashback to young Jacques on his boat in the Mediterranean looking very disappointed <laughs> the sort of river folk I know are much less trendy than that fair enough <laughs> okay so um, yeah you want to go and see one of your contacts yes uh, Lloyd wants to go and see some of his contacts do you want to have a scene in the HQ before you leave or uh, I'm, I'm going to come back with the tea and everybody's gone. No, no, no he's oh. gonna, you're going to come back with the tea to, to Maeve shivering oh, yeah, in yeah, front yeah, of the yeah. fire. Th- I think will, she needs a break. This, this will warm you up. <laughs> um, can I ask you some medical questions? Sure. Oh, good. We have a, a one, when everybody else is gone, we have a one-on-one just, just pondering like what are the physical effects of, of this, but that, mm. I think that's off. Off, mm-hmm. off mic. Yeah. Well, we can cut back to that mid-conversation <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah. Excellent. So, Connor, Lloyd, you guys have very much got a men on a mission now. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? You. Go ahead. No, you can go. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead. Uh, so I will get, uh, or sorry, Connor gets a, a, a carriage to Scotland Yard. And, um, well, first we'd have to establish, how do you know Detective Lazar? He was a sergeant in my unit. In the Foreign Legion? The, no, in the British Army. In the British Army. Before mm-hmm. the Foreign Legion. So quite a while ago. It's a while back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but how, how I, have you remained? Um, we... We, we, we've we've seen each other from time to time. We haven't kept up a correspondence, but I did. Uh, I think Connor saved his life, or saved him from a bad decision, perhaps, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago. And he's always thanked him for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they've, they've always been cordial, and perhaps he has um, gone for a drink from time to time. But like, they're not close, and they don't mm-hmm. correspond all the time. So even though you have this friendly relationship with Detective Lazar, do you guys have a reputation with the rest of Scotland Yard? Like, do, do, are you, like, tolerated because you're poking around sometimes? Or do they actually like your presences? Or I hadn't think? even the impression that they knew much about us. But I think if they did know about us, they would often uh confuse us with the sspp sspp that would be a fair assumption yeah yeah and um sometimes that can go our way sometimes it goes against us like if the sscp sspc sspp sspp the society for the study of psychical phenomena yeah if they've already cleared the way for us to to view a a crime scene it makes it easier for us to get in there right if they've pissed someone off well then it can it can play against us right so i'd like for all of you guys to give me one note about detective lazar what he looks like or part of his personality or let's build him together he has a mustache, but uh, nothing nearly as glorious as Lord Mustache. Mm-hmm. Well, your mustache is like big, twisty, curly. Oh yeah, yeah. His is a mutton chops. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. The mutton chops are there. I was thinking of handlebars, but mutton chop works better. Very manly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very masculine man, Detective Lazar. Uh huh. How old is he? He is. Uh, well, he's he's 
Christ, now I've, I've backed this into a corner here because he's older than me. Ooh. It would make sense for him to be older than me if he was a sergeant and I was a young officer. Well, maybe he's like a, an aging detective that the others are just trying to get him to retire and yeah. he's adamant that he's not ready or to retire maybe he's, yet. No, actually, you know what? He's a very high rank in the Metropolitan Police Force. That's why he's old. Or that's... He is also old. And he's a very high rank. So... so He's, he's a detective... Inspector, inspector sergeant. sergeant. Detective sergeant, is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's a big deal. Is it detective mm-hmm. chief inspector? Detective oh, chief, chief inspector. inspector yeah, yeah, it feels like I should know a chief inspector, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a chief inspector. Obviously. Why did, did I not mention that at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> DC Isla Zara. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Erica? What does, he, what does he look like? He's a bit frumpy. Mm. Like, even though he's in such a high position, he works so much that he just doesn't have time for, like, grooming. Yeah. So his, like, beard is overly long and scraggly and, like... He looks tired, big bags under his eyes. You can see his penchant for drinking whiskey in his nose. Mm-hmm. He's got a big red nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he is the guy from uh, Disco Elysium. Yes. <laughs> Harry mm-hmm, from Disco mm-hmm, I can picture that. He's just older. So we we open up on a new scene. We start outside of Scotland Yard. We see uh, the paws of McCracken scuttling up the stairs as we then also see the cane uh, of Connor and his boots tapping up the steps. And you open up the, 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 the big doors into the entranceway and the desk sergeant raises an eyebrow. Uh, Connor walks up to the desk and uh, uh, very brusquely delivers a, a instruction I need to I need to speak with the detective chief inspector uh, Lazar as urgently as possible young man Naim my name yes Naim I can't imagine what you would need to it, it, it is Connor O'Leary O'Leary right right um be with you in a moment and he indicates <sighs> he indicates to some chairs and then, like, fi- I just step. Connor just steps back one step. He doesn't go and sit down. Like he continues mm. staring at this guy. So he he maintains eye contact with you for like half a minute, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, all right then." And he kind of scuttles away. And then a few minutes later, uh, like at some stairs above the desk, you hear a, "Oh, Larry, ha! Ah, it's been some time. Get your ass up here." Uh, Connor says, "McCracken, stay." And McCracken instantly goes and sits under one of the chairs in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I throw him a treat. And I head towards Lazar's voice. Mm-hmm. He he uh, like gestures. Gestures, he gestures you into his office. He sits down. Uh, he indicates for you to sit. It's like, so bad good to see you, old man. Can I get you a drink? Yes. Yes, I'll have what you're drinking. He pours a couple of whiskeys. I thought it might be. Looking good these days, old chum. Uh, and yourself, you're looking uh, as healthy as ever. <laughs> do my best, old sport, do my best. Now, to what pleasure do I owe this visit? <sighs> Something dark and grim, unfortunately. I, uh, knowing you, O'Leary, does not surprise me one jot. Not at all, that's unfortunate. Um, we have uh, stumbled upon a case, a very interesting case. Mm. It involves the disappearance of a young woman by the name of Rosie Smith. Smith. Uh, she disappeared 
She was employed by the employed at the Belgrave Square Museum and disappeared uh, a number of days ago. Um, I fear she may have met her demise through uh, foul play. Mm. She was a, a girl in her 20s with long red hair. Mm. And um, yes, I wanted to come and see if you might have heard anything about a, a young woman fitting that description. Mm-hmm. I suspect if she has indeed unfortunately been killed, she may have been had her body dumped along the bank of banks of the Thames. Ah, yes, it's uh, rather unfortunate. Uh, however, these days, it is not an uncommon thing. We've been encountering quite a few uh, such instances over the last month. A lot of uh, bodies do wash up on the banks of the Thames, unfortunately. And the, the girl we're looking for, does her description ring a bell? <sighs> I'll be honest with you, old boy. Only the high-profile cases will make it to myself. If we don't have uh, immediate family in need of them or uh, reporting they're missing or if they're being of a, a high enough rank, it barely will reach my desk. And might there be some report? Could I possibly look through through any recent reports from your, from your men? Hmm. Perhaps you haven't seen yourself. I mean, if someone has reported finding a body, then yes, for sure, we shall be the first on the scene. Um... Uh, what I'm getting at is if he didn't hear, if, if this was reported by one, like if a if a policeman did find this, but the chief inspector didn't hear about it because there's so many dead bodies. It's very unlikely the chief inspector would hear it, sure. Yeah, but so there's files somewhere. It's most likely that her body would have been found by someone and reported to the police. Yeah. So, hmm. Um, I can indeed uh, pull some strings and get you access to some reports. Do you have a time frame for me, old boy? Biffing. <laughs> that was so Connor. <laughs> uh, that would be splendid. Um, a time frame of when she disappeared three days ago. Three days ago. Hmm. Well, I can do. I can see what I can do, and get you some access. Do you have uh, any idea of a part of the city where she went missing, perhaps? Well, she lived at Elephant Castle. Hmm. Yeah, she lived at Elephant Castle, and she was ah, employed. Lotties and totties, now. There may be a connection there. Hmm. I should have warned you in advance. If she was one of the lotties and totties. The chances of there being records are slim. They either take care of their own or our boys don't tend to care for them so much. No, I, I did not hear anything about her being a gang member. Mm. Though, of course, I'm sure she ran in similar circles, mm -hmm. given her upbringing and place of residence. Mm -hmm. All right. Well then, I shall have one of the young officers go through the uh, reports with you from the last... From the previous three days. I make no promises, old boy, but I am more than happy to give you access. 
That's for excellent. all time's sake. Thank you. I couldn't ask any more of you. Mm. With uh, with that, Connor finishes his whiskey. He stands up and he shakes hands with Lazar. I wish you best of luck. It's probably good to see you, old boy. Watch out for that old knee, Lazar. <laughs> yes, it reminds me every day. <laughs> Connor turns around and leaves. Mm-hmm. So um, we can say that Connor is guided downstairs. He's taken to a small room where there's a, a young, uh, quite put a, looking put upon but eager young uh, police officer bringing in several boxes of cases. And we have a like a, not a montage, but kind of like cut slowly away as Connor starts to go through, meticulously go through records Excellent. as we cut to... Lloyd, what's Lloyd up to? The sound of seagulls fills the air as Lloyd <laughs> wanders pockets in hands, hand in pocket. This <laughs> 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 is going so well as well. I lasted almost an entire sentence. You're going to give me props. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd's wandering down the banks of the Thames, uh, kind of in the Westminster area where we reckon... Something might be found. Which way is downriver from here? Is yes, that way? This way towards yeah. So yeah, he'd probably follow it somewhat downstream to see and and just watch the riverbanks and maybe he's had a word with some of his uh, some of his lads before and just to. I'm sure he's got some some people working around so, the so areas you, and you dropped really. Connor and then you decide to walk back towards where we were. Well, you said I dropped him off. He doesn't need a company. Uh, yeah, but but he, he took was, a he took a cab. I took a cab. Yeah, 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 but he's he's up in the Westminster area. I made a mistake. It's uh, Scotland is, is right here. Oh, okay. So you would have come here to hang out, have a look, and then you might as well have taken the same cab. Yeah, maybe we did. And now well, you're if you're if you're back. just walking the the banks of the Thames, maybe McCracken should go with you, or I'll, I'll catch up. McCracken's not going to do anything for you. <laughs> he's loyal to only you. Can he not sniff? No, he gets too preoccupied with the smell of pies off you. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one downside to living in a pie shop. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking for. So I know a bunch of a bunch of runners. I don't know what they run, but they run stuff down the Thames from mm. Birmingham. Are we? T- are we? You mean are we talking like smugglers or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Shady types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But surely those, those, so those are people are not like just coming through on the boat, so or well, they come through and they deal with the gangs in the area, like oh, they supply right. them, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to make contact with one of those, one of these guys, um, one of these folks, and see if they have seen anything suspicious, because they tend to operate at night, which is also when dodgy stuff happens if people are trying to not be seen mm-hmm. like you wouldn't dump a body in the river in broad daylight mm-hmm. I assume alright well um, let's say that you you do know that you find one of the runners um, that you do know what's their name who are they what's their gender what are they I'm going to roll for gender but their name is no you're barred from naming people <laughs> why because he keeps naming people with double L's. Oh. So somebody else named this runner. <laughs> Maisie Mustard. <laughs> Good. For God's sake. Uh, uh, huh. 
She was a colonel in the army. <laughs> Come on, give me What's an answer. What's the gender? Oh, oh, we going, oh, well, we can name them anything, but it's female. Uh, Victoria Black. Ooh. Okay. She sounds too mysterious to just be a, a runner. She better come back. She's like a pirate of the Thames. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Can she have an eye patch? She, yeah, can she absolutely, have, absolutely can have an eye, eye patch. patch. What else about her? Another eye patch. <laughs> 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 a peg leg. Uh, I, I, I don't. Why is she mysterious? Does she have a secret? Because her name's Victoria Black. It uh-huh. just seemed like a. It, it deserved a mysterious character. I uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to say that she wears all black. Um, partly where, like, that she never had a surname. She just adopts a surname of black that she is perpetually in mourning. But for what? Or she's knows? cosplaying as Queen Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did it before Victoria did, before right. it was cool. <laughs> uh, she has a uh, 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 silver really bright silver hair that kind of gangles back uh, backwards on her and it's it's kind of a little bit messy because of uh, all the salt that's in her hair mm. now i, I know uh, to anybody that's uh, that doesn't know that the thames is actually quite salty or a little salty because all the water uh, from the sea comes back up so she's got that sea hair that mm-hmm. sea hair so is it like blonde that's a, that's been kind of bleached out by the salt? No, 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 no. It was, she's it an used older to be woman. Black. Yeah, but she's well, an older or, woman. Or she went gray at a young age. Mm. How old do you think we do we think she is? Depends how experienced as a smuggler she is. Well, we did say that she's a pirate of the Thames, so. So, 40s. She's okay. distinguished amongst mm-hmm. the gang. Distinguished <laughs> and feared as the the river runner, mm. the river queen. Uh, uh, Queen Victoria was not yet in mourning at this time. You see? This Victoria did it before it was cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trendsetter. I think this Victoria also has a carpet bag. Mm -hmm. What's that? What does she keep in the carpet? A giant purse. Fucking all sorts of shit. Like, like definitely a knife. 100% a pistol. She has a cane sword for sure. (laughs) I saw a crow in there once. I don't know if it was alive or this, if it was stuff. This is another edition of, is this Fabio or Connor talking? <laughs> like, we have one of these every session so far. Uh, cool. There's a crow dressed up, painted to look like an African grey. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, now you've gone too far. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're walking along uh, the Thames and you spot parked up in a kind of shady like shaded covered area by a sewer like entrance exit grate um a barge a small barge that you recognize to be one of black's fleet ahoy ahoy you mind if we have a chat (laughs) you were you looking for the captain whoever has a pair of eyes really she's a bat Oh, no. Well, she's only got one. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> I think he mutters that to himself. <laughs> so there's a, a little bit of clanking and whispering, and then Victoria comes out from the top of the barge, puts down a, a bunch of papers that she's been looking at. Oi, oi. It's been a while. Is that Lloyd? Oi. What brings you down our neck of the woods again? <laughs> 
on, didn't you go to see her? No, no, I went to see someone. I didn't know it would be her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the boss is here, then that means something's going on, right? Ah, uh, we got a we got a very fine shipment the last days coming from uh, some of them nice man houses back up the Thames. Got some nice silverware to be getting abroad. Captain, I thought you were from Birmingham. What, what, what happens to your accent? <laughs> oh, you want me to do a brummy? Please. <laughs> I, I can't do a brummy. <laughs> she's evolved her accent to suit whichever city true, she's true. in. True, true. She's mm-hmm. like a chameleon. Yep. Well, what can I what can I do for you then, Lloyd? It's always nice to see your shiny face. Uh, it's nice to see your your face too. Uh, so we've, um, I come across a nice juicy tip bit of information. Says, uh, shouldn't be nothing too interesting for you. <laughs> We're looking for a body. No, I know you deal in this kind of thing. Wondering if you found any washed up on your, on your trip down south. What kind of body are we talking about? Young woman, 20s, long red hair. Dead one, isn't Other it? information. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Back wound. Maybe back she wound. Had a back yes. Wound. Back wound. Look like it's been ripped out. Well, well. You want some kind of case? Yeah. Ah. She she kind of uh, she puts her legs over the side of the boat and she kind of settles down. She pulls a pipe out of like a pocket and she fills the pipe and she starts smoking it. And she says, "Well." I can't say I uh, came across no bodies on the way down, but you know that we do uh, we do get to see plenty of shady types during the night. I ain't seen nothing recently, but I can tell you there's a lot of scuttlebutt going about. And the scuttlebutt is, there have been several bodies being found. Now, that ain't so uncommon for the Thames in these neck of the woods, but you say... Looks like the back had been ripped out. Called into my friend, yeah. I have heard some disturbing reports from a lot of my other crew of there being bodies washed up with... How to say? With some bits missing. Someone uh, missing a liver. Someone missing some kidneys. Some uh, bits here and there seem to be taken out. Has Frankenstein's monster been written at this point? <laughs> I think it was from the 1830s, very Shelley. Uh, so, yes, could be. Sounds like someone's got a bit of a Frankenstein obsession. <laughs> does, uh, does that sound like the kind of thing you're looking for? Yeah, it sounds like something that's worth looking into. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, you might want to try some of the... Uh, what, what would she call them? You might want to try some of the riverside folk. Them's that be living under the bridges and that sort. They might be able to point out some of the sites where these bodies being found. You know there's going to be a lot of activity when them coppers get on it. Maybe they can show you where some of them being found. No, I can't see any reason why the coppers would get involved. Acon. <laughs> um, yeah, so we reckon a body went missing about three days ago. You know uh, any of your lads... We're up around the Westminster area that time. Can't help you any more than that, I'm afraid. But uh, you ask some of these lot that are living on the sides, sides of the river, I bet they can give a bit more information. 
All right, you got any names? Or just uh, go wandering around uh, uh, the, well, the slums? Well, under the next bridge, you've got Reggie, Ronnie, Rachel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Randy. Randy. Oh, you, oh, you know Randy, do you? Yeah, Rudolph. very, very London name, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Richard. You were... Uh, you got anything for me? Yeah, what's the price? What do you want? Well, some good tips would be nice. I think I just gave you some pretty good information. You got any you got any good leads I can add to this uh this sterling steel audio? Yeah. Uh, uh what the what is going on with the lotties and totties, they're doing some stuff. Mm. They're riling up some trouble. Mm. I know I like to turn gang on gang. <laughs> but, but like, in a, you know, in, in not super... Impl- people know I deal with information. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what... Was there something juicy that we got from the lotties and totties that I can throw overboard here? Just, just make up uh, some gang overturning. I will tell you that Victoria is the kind of person who likes to like rob rich folks and sell their shit. <laughs> well, Hell I know. Uh, which yes. is very in Robin line with Hood. the lotties and totties, actually. Where do you guys live? <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, I know a pretty solid place that is currently <laughs> unoccupied. You're gonna dock these guys' houses. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dock um, Shit. I don't know. Who's who else is rich? Oh, that fucking stupid guy, Prattleton. Uh, Prattleton. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know he's. I know. Uh, you know. You know a Lord Prattleton. Oh, I've heard some words about him. Yeah, sounds like a damn twat. He's a right plonker. <laughs> yeah, you think he's got it worth it? Well, I know he's busy on a case at the moment. So if you want to stake out his place, might be a good time to do so. Now that sounds like some pretty good information. Let me know what you find. She she has like a big black tricorn hat with a big feather in it. Of course. And she doffs it to you. Pleasure as always, Lloyd. Takes his hat off. Does the polite thing. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. Always. You know where to find me if you need all else? Yeah, once every second week. <laughs> <laughs> so you you doff caps and let's give let's give it a swipe over to Miv and uh, Jacques for now you guys are well into your tea I presume mm-hmm. in front of the fire in the HQ I think we're past the tea and maybe into the whiskey oh. let's say you <laughs> that warms a girl up right <laughs> so cut to the HQ mid conversation what are you guys talking about uh, so when the eyes do the eyes go back or do they change? Do your like irises go away? Like, what are you seeing at the time? Do you ever wake up and you just see your Jacques, brain? I can't see myself. <laughs> see your brain? <laughs> I can't. I don't know what I look like when I have these visions. Uh, it's just, it's it's very fascinating. Then now, now, do you have vestiges of pain afterwards? I think, I think. I still feel cold. So, yes. <clears throat> Now, what do you think the co- I think I think in this moment, Jacques has lost his his uh, you know his good doctor bedside manner, his empathy. <laughs> He's now just fascinated by this I process. Am, I am a specimen. Yes, he wants and, and, to dissect. And and if any point, Maeve wants to slap him and be like, "Hey, 
please do. He would probably like that. He he probably wouldn't be like, I'm so sorry, I lost myself. Woo! <laughs> where was I? But uh, yeah, he's now. Uh, uh, what is? Where's the cold coming from? Because you felt physically cold, but you were in the room with us. So I'm like, what is going on? Shock. We. Oui. It's supernatural. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure there is a good science behind that somehow. We, uh, we just need the, to find it. The whole, the whole point is that it eludes science. I, I, I yes, that is something I cannot believe in. Do you have scientific explanations for the things you see with the sight? Not yet. But just because I haven't figured it out doesn't mean that there is not a logical, scientific reason for why we see things that others do not. Surely, this is uh, some colors or something that we're able to see that is unlocked through trauma or something. And thus, it is an ability that perhaps everybody has. All we need is the right science. Sure. <laughs> you have fun with that. And she, like, drinks more whiskey. I will have another whiskey. <laughs> as well <laughs> <laughs> and with that we cut back over to Connor Connor you have been spending some time going through these reports you're finding um, um, I don't want to say a lot as in like hundreds and hundreds of, of dead bodies but you find that there is a, a number of a somewhat alarming number of um, bodies being found. They don't seem to be related to the case. It's just the fact that this many mm-hmm. murders in such a small amount of time seems to be very tragic. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be too many people caring about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there being mostly like poor and working class people. Um, you, I will say, maybe I should make you do an investigation roll. You probably roll should, dice. unfortunately. Unfortunately. Hang on, investigation is logic. Oh, not so bad. It's a. I get to roll four. What's your yeah. investigation? Investigation is one. Logic is three. Yeah, that's four dice. Just wondering if I have anything that improves this. No. Off we go. Nope. Can I push it? You can't push it. I will push it. Do I need a? If I fail, then I get a condition or something. If you if you fail, so you can either take a failure now, which means that um, you succeed at getting the information, but something bad happens. Like you, maybe you get some conflicting information, right. or you can push it. And if you fail, you will get a condition. Condition. But I don't know what condition it would be. Is this logic or logic? It's logic. Maybe I just get brain tired. Brain freeze. <laughs> no. Nope. Bugger. You rolled right. even worse. Roll me a d66. <laughs> so, uh, those listeners who are Vesum fans will probably notice in the following discussion that we have totally got the rules wrong here for conditions, mistaking them for critical injuries. We did eventually realize a mistake a couple of recording sessions later because this makes very little sense. And you'll be able to hear that moment in an upcoming episode. But for now, please bear with it and no need to add us to correct us. These conditions make no sense. (laughs) Now, back 
to the action. 22. I've never heard D66 before. Two D6s, basically. Yeah, I assume. That's a weird... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give the option for you to take it either on the physical or the mental uh, chart. Uh... So, well, uh, let me let me tell you what they are, okay. and then you can choose. So, you either have a damaged throat, uh, stealth minus one because you are wheezing. You've okay. been in this room with all this dry paper, and you've just been focused for so long that you start to get a wheezing cough. Oh, yeah, because I did get some damage to my chest from s- inhaling smoke and... Or you can have frozen facial muscle- muscles, manipulation minus one, because it's Mask of Terror, like you get... I have a mini stroke while I'm reading these. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you, you read so many cases of, uh, like, Jane Doe's, John Doe's, John Doe, Jane Doe, that the, the weight of the knowledge of all these missing persons that no one cares about just is leaving a drawn impact on your face. I think, I, think like, I, I, I don't think this would affect Connor mentally so much. So let's say that the room that... All of these records were in was a very damp basement room and it set off my bronchitis, mm-hmm. which I uh, picked up in my army days. Okay, so you now have stealth minus one and <laughs> a, wheezy, a wheezy cough. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how long this lasts because it's not a critical injury, but I, I think it's just till, like, uh, till the end of the session or something. Yeah, yeah. until I get to bed or something. Um, but um, I will tell you that you I will still allow you to get the information okay um, you do find amongst these uh, various Jane Doe's and John Doe's um, that uh, in the reports have been found on the Thames and seemingly missing some body parts which I don't know if you would actually know that information because it's just Lloyd that's got that from now, but maybe you would extrapolate it from the the details of the vision, you know, there being this big gash in her back. These were all female victims? No. no okay. Jane does and John does. Okay. The one piece of information that I'll let you take away from this is that um, Jane does and John does go to rather like not very reputable morgues Mm -hmm. because nobody really knows who their families are okay and somebody knows such a coroner um (laughs) so on the day that in the time span i've well was there any mention of hair color so can i can i yeah you can get information of like basic descriptions there's no names you probably will find a couple that might uh, meet Rose's description. Yeah. Okay, Grant. Okay, well, I'm going to take notes from both of those. Mm-hmm. How many redheads have been murdered? My goodness. I don't know. <laughs> Targeted. We have to London. I'm going to take yes. notes from those two case files, and I am going to go back to Jacques so we can visit his creepy friend. <laughs> Peter is not creepy. Mm. <laughs> eh. The fine gentleman. I, I have you ever seen? Citizen. I've seen him eat a pickled eel, and it was it was unpleasant. <laughs> you try being around formaldehyde all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your your sense of taste changes. I understand. You good? Uh, yes. So, with that, armed with that information, I think I'm going to head back to the HQ. Okay. 
Then whilst you're heading back to HQ, we'll cut back to Lloyd. Lloyd, what are you up to? Lloyd is... I seem like under the bridge, there's a little, like a homeless village. Yeah. Um, like Skid Row type thing. I mean, in my mind, I'm imagining the the Ankh-Markpok <laughs> homeless guys. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> I don't get the reference, but I will soon one day. Oh, dear. Please read some Terry Pratchett. I only read Guards, Guards. That's a good, a good one, one to read. It, it was really one. good. It was really fun. I'm glad I you let you gave them to me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's name three of these. Like, actually, name three of these uh, folks and give me an adjective to describe them, and I'll try and make three distinctive voices for them. There's Richard Rudderman. He is larger on the bottom than he is on the top. Bottom heavy, I guess, is an adjective <laughs> that describes that. That'll do. Give me another one, someone. Johnny Je- Johnny Depp from Chocolat. What? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen it, so won't be able to mimic that. No, that's the character's name. Johnny Depp from Chocolat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Johnny, but I'm going to go with Johnny No Pants. Johnny No Pants, okay. <laughs> he has no pants. <laughs> Because he's bottom heavy. <laughs> Give me an adjective for Johnny No Pants. Johnny No Pants an adjective. Um, crinkly. Crinkly. All right. Okay. Uh, he runs an ASMR channel. I was going to say wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> so crinkly is probably better. <laughs> like his shirt is crinkled. And one more would be Emily Mason. Emily, and give me an ad- an adjective for Emily. Hmm? Withering. 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 <laughs> All right, Jansen's gonna now and try try to play three homeless characters. <clears throat> <laughs> this will be good. I d- I, we don't say homeless anymore. What do we say? Unhoused. New to me. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know. Un- unhomed individuals. Unhomed. Or is it's that unhoused? True? Yeah. Huh? I've never heard that. I think it's unhoused. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are um, several unhoused individuals living under this bridge. There's a whole little community there. And you know at least three of these. You know an Emily, a Richard, and a Johnny. All right. All right. What are they doing right now? Um, let's say... <laughs> um, I'm going to say you can see Emily building a fire... Um, You can see Richard is um, pulling apart some kind of mechanism. Like he's probably found and is like uh, trying to take it all apart and looking at it with intense, intense curiosity. And Johnny is sucking the flesh off the bones of a fish. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. Um, Lloyd is going to casually stroll over to the fire um, mm-hmm. and he's gonna do a, like a, he's gonna squat down he brings the the matchbox out of his hat and he kind of helps her out with the fire and gets mm-hmm. it all lit uh, but, but while he's doing that he's we're gonna gonna strike up a conversation mm-hmm. well Emily how's life oh Lloyd is it been a while since we saw you around our parts. What you doing down here? 
Just come to ask a few questions. See how my mates are doing. Yeah. Oh, right as rain and full of sunshine as always. Well, speaking of rain, three days ago, it was pissing it down a storm. And uh, we reckon someone's gone missing. Now, uh, you probably see a, a lot of interesting stuff down here. Wondering if you got something to tell me. Oh, I. A lot of folks gone missing down in the rain. And she kind of like, she puts out her hand and kind of wiggles her fingers at you. Do I? How much pie do I have left? <laughs> oh, they were, were they, well, no, 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 I don't I mean this. I mean, she definitely pie. wants some money. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give her some money then. That's, that's I've got one resources. That's probably enough mm. to give her just like a, a shilling. Just like a tuppence. You don't even have to. A, a, shilling, is a shilling is a shilling is a, okay, is a lot. Well, Let's give her a tuppence. <laughs> She can barely feed the birds with that. Is a tuppence a threepence or is that a different thing? No, a thrup, like two, tuppence, tuppence is, is two pennies. You got penny, tuppence you got is, halfpenny, oh, okay. penny, tuppence, threepence. Of course. Hmm? Of course. Of course. So you give her tuppence? A tuppence. Mm-hmm. All right. She, she, she looks at it. She like chews on it. She's like, hmm, yeah. Your gold is good as always, I see. And um, your end of the bargain? <laughs> <laughs> She uh, she looks over and she says, uh, Richie, Richie, get over here, will ya? What a dicky, mate. And so this very bottom-heavy fella <laughs> comes over. He's like a weeble. <laughs> <laughs> he comes plodding over. He's got this um, kind of extravagant-looking mechanism in his hand. It could maybe look like the interior of a clock. And he's got like a one of those like goggles over one eye and he's kind of looking at it and he kind of like pokes it with his finger and some cogs fall off and he's like hmm like, then he looks up and he's like hmm what is it oh Lloyd we ain't seen you round here for a long time alright Dickie mate what you yeah. got there some uh, some well nice thingamajig I'm trying to figure out how to fix it oh. might be able to sell it on still tinkering I see always always you managed to fix up that old broken egg timer? Nah, I couldn't feel the old and all the sand ran out. What? Say that again? I didn't understand. <laughs> I couldn't feel the old and all the sand ran out. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you did, you did hear me correctly the first time. The sand ran out. I don't understand what's the problem. It's very clear, no? <laughs> The hole, the hole, the sand. There's no sand in the hole. It's a sand. It's a sand. That's an hourglass. <laughs> yeah, it's a sand hourglass. That's it's also an egg, an egg timer. timer. Is it? Oh yeah. well, I'd learned something new. Okay. Mm. Now it Because you were sense. thinking a mechanized egg timer, and yeah, he's well, like, "No, I've got, I've got a, <laughs> oh, I've it. got an old-fashioned egg timer." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Mm. I didn't know mm. they called those egg timers, but now I do. Fair enough. Let's carry on. Mm-hmm. What is? All the sand. There's plenty of sand down here. You're on the riverbank. Oh no no none of this sand no nah, this this sand's too heavy in it sand's too heavy for one of them egg timers it's not egg grade sand <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what he says too <laughs> <laughs> this ain't egg grade Who's sand this character? <laughs> yeah who are you who's Johnny this person oh, you're no you're Johnny no pants then Sa- sandy egg pants <laughs> Hey, Johnny, you ain't no tinkerer. You get the fuck out of this conversation. I'll send you some sand, you bollocks. <laughs> 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 I see it's colourful, colourful down here as always. 
You know me, you gotta make some you gotta make some sunshine where you can. Now I'm gonna try and get my heavy bottom voice back. <laughs> now you must be coming around here because you want something. Uh well, you know me too well. Um we're I'm looking for someone. Someone who's probably uh a little short of breath. Um <laughs> <laughs> what kind of way is that to describe a dead oh, person? <laughs> you mean Wheezy Mave? <laughs> Excuse me? This is the first name that came to me. Emily Emphysema. <laughs> <clears throat> no, Dickie, she's dead. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Mave is dead? No, no, the body's dead. The body's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me redo that. No, Dickie, she's brown bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the uh, cold stiff one you're looking for. Yeah. Mm. Just one. Mm. Red air. 20s. Oh. Actually, yeah. I think I do know which one you're talking about. The, uh, there was a right big fuss. A few days ago, after the rain, there was a fierce amount of coppers that come around here, but they were gone in five minutes flat. They had it all covered up, ash ash like. Coppers, you say? Aye. About, uh, about uh, ten minutes down that way, there was a little bit of muddy area underneath a tree on the bank. I seen them in the morning. I'd gone out to go down the, the banks. Gone looking for a, what do you call it? A beach coming. Uh, gone out to look for shinies in the banks, and I see a bunch of coppers. There was a uh, cleaning up a body. They they cleaned it all up and got her out of there in under five minutes. Three days ago, mud, redhead. You're ticking all the right boxes here, Dicky. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little something extra on me. I like toss him another tuppence. He catches it, chews it in his teeth. Nose you's always good for it, mate. You want to go talk to Clockwork Carrie over on East Side about, about <laughs> that uh, about that watch of yours, mate? Oh yeah. If yeah. Uh, if I tell them that you sent me, they give me a discount. I don't know. They'll give you something. Uh. Good to know. Good to know. I'll tell them that you sent me. It's a business I didn't think I'd. I'd have. <laughs> um, cool. So he's going to tip his hat. He's going to wander off. He's going to. But you didn't want to talk to Crinkly Johnny. <laughs> Go back to bed, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. I ain't got no pants. <laughs> uh, can we cut back to uh, Maeve and Jacques? Yes. Okay. So I, 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 now tell me if you agree with this. I think, I think uh, uh, Jacques' inability and, and really quite foolishness to accept the supernatural is conflicting with Maeve's uh, uh, just comfort and, and familiar, familiarity with the supernatural. And I would love it if we just cut to Jacques just being like, I mean, I don't know what spirits are. I mean, for all I know, it's just static electricity from our, our taut pattern. It's Oh my God, Maeve looks so offended right now. <laughs> She's just like, you saw me do a seance. Oh yeah, no, no, I saw it. 
it happened. I, I, I believe in it. I'm just saying maybe the science is just that, you know, uh, I no. mean. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, mm, she <laughs> reaches over and like takes your whiskey glass yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you've had enough of this. So much for these two getting their flirt on, huh? <laughs> we left you alone in a, by the fire in the HQ with whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's decided not to flirt. He's gone full, full medical man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scientologist, no. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 no. no, no, I, no. I, I think it's better for us to have a mishap before, before any flirting happens. We need conflict, right? No. Drama. Drama. Oh, gets the heart pounding. <laughs> so yes, Maeve takes uh, his whiskey away. Well, uh, well, how about some rum then? Jacques, <laughs> no. It's only like 2 p.m. <laughs> yes, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> These two come back and he's like, no. Clearly, the science is there. We just need to uncover it. <laughs> These two walking in. Are they coming back? So yeah, I'll yes. say. Well, I say at this point, Connor comes back. Lloyd, I don't know if you wanted to head back to HQ or if you, or if you wanted to go somewhere else. I would. I wanted to go check out this spot that um, mm-hmm. that. Uh, ri- no, it was yeah, it was Richard. Mm-hmm. Richard. What did I call him? Richard Rudderman. Because mm-hmm. uh, he described the location. I want to see if the coppers uh, did a shitty job and left something behind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, well, considering you know where I was going, would he have time to meet me coming out of uh, out of Scotland Yard? Because maybe yeah, because you, prob- you probably took quite a bit of time at Scotland Yard. Yeah, so. exactly. So it would make sense for us to go and investigate mm. this together. And I have McCracken can help us out a bit. Okay, so we we cut very briefly to the HQ of these two <laughs> mid fiery <laughs> argument, and then we just cut off halfway. Not through. even an argument. Maeve is just staring at him in disbelief. Like, no, you can't. Science ghosts. Listen, no, no, it no, no. It doesn't no. work that way. And then we just People. smash cut. Yeah, yeah. We smash cut to the Thames. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you've uh, picked up Connor from the street and i'm assuming like i'll let you fill him in uh where are we off to um uh lloyd <laughs> <laughs> well i got i got a possible location for the body i got um but a bit of bad news i'm afraid uh you're, you're <laughs> it turns out she's dead turns, <laughs> turns out she's dead but also you're um Something fishy going on with your mates over at Scott Yanya Scott Yan Yan <laughs> Something fishy going on with your mates up at Scotland Yard. Oh yes, what do you uh you mean corrupt police? <laughs> I, 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 I can't I can't entertain such a fantastical idea. <laughs> well I'm no stranger to crooked cops, but uh it, it's a problem when they're interfering in our business, isn't it? And uh oh, I've got it on good authority. From from Dicky Rudderman himself, you know the one. Um, Incredible sources always, <laughs> Dicky Rudderman. That the coppers are trying to cover this murder up, which uh, means, uh, well, I don't know what it means yet, but it means summit, and we should find out. And what is the uh, location, Mister Rudderman, revealed to you? Um, we don't know. Uh, I'm going to compare. I'd like to. I'd like to know if the location that Ricky Ruderman gave us is one of the locations from the, the cases that I took notes on. Ah, uh, you mean the the case from Scotland Yard? Exactly. Uh, hmm. 
I suppose, yes, it probably would have to be. Yeah. Right. Oh, mm? Well, if they no. tried to cover up, they would have gotten rid no. of the records. Yeah, well, no. they might have. Well, what I was thinking, they may have like made very little of what's going on. Like, I mean, if there's if a body was mutilated, presumably then, and they're covering it up, it probably wasn't mentioned in a report or something like this. Hmm. Mm. Or, or it wasn't any of the cases that I found. Mm. Whichever. I think because you failed your investigation role. Fair enough. That you you didn't get the location, but Lloyd has. Right. Presumably. Uh, but are these case like are these case files that I'm going to bring to the coroner any use to me then? Um, you you have collected several case files of similar Jane does and John does with body parts missing. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Off to off to our suspected crime scene, and uh, Lloyd leads the way without saying anything else. Oh, McCracken. We're, we're on the clock. <laughs> so you guys go about 10, 15 minutes down the banks mm-hmm. and you find like, a, there's like a little inlet. There's a tiny, tiny little inlet that's like under, like there's like a weeping willow tree. Right. And you find here, there's like a very quick walk up to the banks um, and well hidden underneath the, uh, the branches of a weeping willow, you find a now rather dry spot um, there are several footprints uh, in the mud and going up the banks and um, yeah, I'll just give you it I would say that although it's been a couple of days and it had been raining there are some small remnants of blood still there okay. reckon we can get a sample of that what exactly would we do with a blood sample well, I don't know maybe they run another seance <laughs> Give it to Jacques. He loves science. I would... Li- First of all, I'm going to give McCracken the doll to smell. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to see if McCracken picks up any s- scents. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to check the tree to see if there's like marks on it. Or if anything has been missed. I would like, if we can still see them, because they're a few days old, to check the footprints and see if they match those of police uniform or if someone else was here also. Oh, didn't we see footprints somewhere before? Mm, maybe. Or am I thinking of a completely different game? I think maybe you're thinking of a different game. No. We heard hoof prints. Uh, uh, no, we heard hoofs. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think this is worth rolling for, so I'll tell you that you. this scene has been kind of quite well damaged, especially with the rain. Um, dumping the body in the rain has most certainly helped cover up a lot of tracks. Um, you give the doll to McCracken. McCracken certainly seems to find a similarity in, in like some areas around here. But with all the rain that's been, you couldn't be 100% sure. And he doesn't, the scent doesn't seem to lead anywhere. Fair enough. And there are no marks of anything on like the tree, like marks that wouldn't be washed away. What about the boot prints? They're very, very faint now due to the amount of rain. But it, there's, you can still see the outlines, right? Does it look like there was a lot of people here or just one or two? Or you what? would maybe consider there was two or three max. And <clears throat> how far from the water is this tree? Like, is it likely that the, the body came, was washed up? 
from the river or it was dumped here? Um, it's quite near the water, but from the way that Maeve would have described the body, you can tell that this was dumped. Right, okay. Yeah, I didn't really look up the scene of the crime, so... Right. We should have brought the seance duo to the scene of the crime. Oh, you want want her to use her powers again? I don't know what the consequences are. I think they're going to use my powers a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. We don't know what the consequences are. It seems like a silver bullet, right? They don't know, yeah. Uh, I it, mean, Maeve doesn't really know the full extent of the consequences. I would like to know, are there any people around here? Anyone who looks like maybe they spend a lot of time around here and might have seen something? I'm going to say no. Like, you're, you're kind of near the the unhoused mm-hmm. uh, people and it seems to be kind of near like a sewer grey exit um, to save you time I'll tell you that like this is a dead end oh, this, you mean the sewer doesn't lead anywhere we don't get to go in the sewer you are not going to get to see your sewer goblins yet fuck but you you've learned several things but this site for you is a dead end okay in that case back to the HQ I think what time of day is it right now? Like it's about 2 p.m. Oh, they did that all rather quickly. You're going to need those uh, reports. I know a person that pays well. Uh, I didn't t- I didn't steal the case files. I oh, sorry then. From scratch them. that. I thought you, yeah, you yeah. it sounded like you had some with you. So let's say that uh, Lloyd and Connor are making uh, make their way back to the HQ and they arrive paint the scene for us of what they arrive at. I know how Jacques is feeling right now. I think he's deflated because he has not been able to convince anybody of his wild notions. He has rolled himself a cigarette, but it's unlit, and for the first time he's slouched down on on the couch or on a chair, and he's like, look, all I'm saying is people used to think that a man in a chariot pulled the sun across the sky. Who knows what, you know, Things were going. I just, you know, maybe, you know, no. Jacques, just accept it, please. I don't want to argue with you anymore. I'm tired. (laughs) It's been a day. We have other things to do. As we walk in, Connor knows exactly. Connor has heard this argument (laughs) many, many many times. (laughs) And. Oh, what does he say? Please tell me he says something outrageous. <laughs> tell me he what sides he with Maeve. <laughs> oh, not again. Has <laughs> he told you the one about a chariot yet? <coughs> yes, he did just mention a chariot. I take it this is a common occurrence of his. I ask him his story about the turtle. That's That'll really blow your mind. I think I'd rather not. Jacques, your creepy little friend, Peter. Peter! Um... I believe he may be able to shed some light on our case. I think uh, Jacques kind of wakes up from his stupor and his, his rambling mind straightens himself up and says, Ah, now that is some actionable science. I love it. I love it. Let's do it right now. Come on. Let's go. Let's go see the bodies. Maeve, how long has he been like this? Um- Two hours now? Uh, oh, you got off. You got off late. I've I've spent a lot of time listening to this. Uh, why don't you take the the information 
that I got and you go and see your friend with Maeve and we'll do more investigating. Can I look at the information and say, I knew it. Aristocrat cannibals. I've been telling you, I've been telling you there's something dodgy about that royal family, huh? <laughs> Come on. No? Nobody else believes this? Ay, ay, ay. The rational explanations every time. Usually it's not, though, in our cases. So I could, but I could do some research in the library at the at one of my clubs mm. to check into, like, the... The, the, the milk. The milk thing. Sure. What well, kind I of basin that, that might be for? for and also... Maeve, right. Sorry? I think that one sounds like a good one for Maeve to look into as well. Uh, yeah, but what, what do you have access to a library with this information? No. You can get together. I could make a recommendation if you know of like a, a more, not like the SSPP headquarters, but like a more casual club that you're a member of that yes. does dabble in, like they'd have to have some pretty good occult libraries. They would, yeah. But whilst Maeve, if your stats are not good for that, whilst Maeve is doing some library work, you could be talking to some of the gentle folk, maybe probing around about the, the SSPP. Sure, or the owner of the museum. Okay, let's do that. And you guys go to the morgue. You want me to take Mademoiselle to such I need, a... Uh, I need a break from Jean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Say. No, you're going with Floyd to the morgue. <laughs> Floyd. 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 Sorry. Floyd. Floyd. For me, the Floyd comes from my friend's cat's name is Floyd. Oh, so my. my my mouth is used to saying Floyd, not Lloyd, and mm. that's. That's it's not because I look like a cat or anything. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So yeah, then let's let's do at least a quick intro scene at the at the gentleman's club. Okay. What do you what does it look like? Was it was it called? It is called. Um, In fact, and I, I actually, we were talking before about would it still be a gentleman's club. I think that now we can use the term gentleman's club. Sure. Um, I, I know, like, a, for example, with some of my non-binary crowd, they use uh, theydies and gentlethems. <laughs> That's fun. That's cute. So it could be a gentlethems club. Gentlethems. I love it. So what's the what's the Gentlethems Club called? Um, it is the the Parnell Explorers and Occultists Club. Mm-hmm. What's the acronym for that? P E O C. Pioc. <laughs> it's kind of a weird acronym, but it'll work. Or the Pio Club. The Pop. This is an American thing, right? Where you just everything everything has to becomes have an, an acronym. acronym. <laughs> Correct. Yes. We I mean, love an acronym. Yeah. So imagine the cam- the camera opens up on you two outside of the club. What does it look like from the outside? Paint us a picture. Like you're going up to this very. I'm assuming a grand um, building or like a terrace. Assu- unassuming, or is it a grand building? Um. The only way you'd know it's it's a club is that there's a it's very unassuming like there's a there's a, so a there's a placard by the door, which has the name but like there's no other indication there's not like a there's no doorman or anything. Uh, is there a doorbell or a door knocker? Um, there is a bell. Yes. Is it like a like in a row house or like in one of those kind of like? We. Like it's, yeah, like a townhouse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a townhouse. It uh-huh. is, yes. 
It's so, quite small. Um, it's in not a rundown area, but lo- not like the fancy sort of a, the sort of area that the SSPP would have their HQ in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a small club. It's in fact it was the founder of the club's home until he died. Mm. And then it was made into you like it was only made into a club after that. It had been the fact that like once a week he would have like a gathering of these explorers of the paranormal would come to his house and they'd all drink tea and they'd talk about the things that they had investigated that week. And through that he built up a library. People would bring their notes and their case reports and books they had found overseas and uh, bought from collectors, and they all they started to build up a library over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's like very small, very exclusive. Not exclusive, very small. Um, it's a very small group of people who meet here. Um, it's not exclusive in a kind of like they look down their noses at anyone. It's just like they're old friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think maybe that the 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 people who are members of the club are like, I don't want to say rejects, but like people similar to you who are like not friends with the SSPP. Like they've they've been kind of like dismissed as like amateur occultists. And thus you kind of collect together there, uh, there's outside a mi- of that group. There's a mixture of people. There's like, there's one guy who was, in, who had been a very successful investigator, but was involved in a scandal. Um, he was accused of... Uh, shaving one of the queen's dogs. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> yes. And, and passing it off as some kind of goblin. Yeah. And then oh there dear. is. Um, Where have you brought me? Uh, Lord, uh, uh, there's a niece of Lord Winford, who absolutely despises mm. the man ever since mm. she was a child. What's her she, name? Her name is uh, Penelope. Yeah, okay. Penelope Winford. Um, she is quite young. She's only uh, she's only 23. Um, but she got into this by, like, sneaking into her uncle's um, library and listening in. And But she hates the man. Do you think maybe she pilfers some of his books? Oh, absolutely. She's 100%. definitely stolen. Like, yeah, some of the prize pieces in this library have been stolen from Lord Winford. Yes. Great! Oh, that. She's actually me. quite a quite an accomplished cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> this gives me so much to work with. Okay, so the two of you go up the stairs. You ring the bell. You get through the door. You're greeted by a doorman. Actually, man. I have a key. Oh. Connor has a key. No, okay, no let's door- recon that. No Desc- describe your approach. Uh, so uh, we we get out of the carriage, two doors down, and I take a look around to make sure that no one has followed us because. You know, SSPP uh-huh. are always trying to get in here to rub those books back. <laughs> and, uh, Do they know where those books are? Uh, they suspect that our club has them, but they don't know where the clubhouse is. Mm. Um, I take out like this huge bunch of keys and I slowly go through them and then I count back and then I count forward. It's like I'm doing like a, a, a code to <laughs> find the, the key. And uh, then I take out this, and it like it's the one massive brass key. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way you could mistake it for any of the other keys. Stick that in the door, and I I have to jangle it around. I have to pull the door towards me, and finally it clicks, and I open the door. It's completely dark inside, Mm. and I usher Maeve. I offer uh, suggest that Maeve goes ahead. 
And as Maeve step into darkness, as Maeve steps in, what do you see? Apparently, darkness. Do do is there like when, dimly lit candles in the distance? So it's completely dark when you stand step inside. But as I close the door behind you, and your eyes start to adjust, you can see that the walls are completely covered in paintings and artifacts and various. Okay, so it's just super dimly lit, so the exactly, difference between yeah. the bright daylight and the in, in interior lighting uh, is quite stark. Okay, so it takes a moment for Maeve's eyes to adjust. There's a smell of... Musty books. Books, pipe smoke, and there's also a smell of coffee. Oh, there's coffee here. Maeve immediately lights up happy and she uh, moves I, down the hallway following the smell the scent of I, coffee I imagine she's doing like that cartoon thing with like there's the waft and it's like <laughs> floating down Absolutely. the corridor following the waft she's had so much tea I was thinking you might like this Barnabas keeps uh, a very good supply of coffee beans Barnabas is smells it. the uh, the old butler of the the man who founded this club mm-hmm. and he continues keeping up the place very nice. Well, I get myself a cup of coffee from Barnabas first, and then I'm gonna go to the books. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna show. I show Maeve where the where the library is. I point out the um the the, the section where I think you might find what's most like that'll be most relevant to what you're looking mm-hmm. for. And then the I mean the library. It isn't one big library. It's all separated between lots of different small rooms because there's no big rooms in this house. So I'll probably be in a different room doing looking through books mm-hmm. so we we leave Maeve in the first room that she starts looking in going looking at all these with with her coffee looking at all these beautiful old tomes mm-hmm. we see Connor maybe go down to a large sitting room uh, which is maybe like a common room where you can get yourself another drink <laughs> uh, Barnabas gives you a just a silent nod mm-hmm. uh, says Welcome back, sir. Um, make me... No, I don't think I'll make you do a roll. How's that knee of yours, Barnabas? What, what's wrong with everybody that you know has a bad knee? <laughs> I just like asking people about their knees. <laughs> far, far better since you had that good friend of yours. Take a look at it, sir. Thank you. He does come in useful from time to time. Yes. Oh, I joke, I joke. He's a very good man. It has been hard getting up and down these stairs, but I'm doing much better these days. Excellent, glad to hear it. My question would be, I'm not going to make you roll for it. Okay. Do you think that Penelope is here? Um, Please, I want to meet her. <laughs> she is not here right now, mm. but this is the time when she usually turns up. Then let's say we will park Connor in a nice big comfy chair with a whiskey. Maybe pats around for one of his pipes but can't find it and Barnabas, Barnabas leans over his shoulder it. and he has a pipe that he'd left before and <laughs> the camera just pulls out as we watch Connor kind of settle down I guess McCracken is also here McCracken gets in front of the fire and you guys go you go about your work you start to wait I don't know what else you want to do at the club but we can come back and start with you guys in the next session Grant. and Excellent. so we we pull out with that and then we Cut to the dark, gloomy morgue. And we see uh, Jacques and Lloyd coming along the flagstones into the gloomy interior. 
Look, all I'm saying, Lloyd, is that you are a smart man and you should think about your education. You know, you will not forever be young. <laughs> and I really want to know if that gentleman at UCL, that uh, Jeremy Betham, you know, he was a very progressive man, but if he really is a buddy or if he is actually undead, somebody needs to investigate this. And you, my friend, are well equipped. We've been over this several times already. <laughs> I told you, I've had people look into it. <laughs> but your your claims are unfounded, Jack. I'm just saying it's a bit weird that they left his buddy in front of the university. I mean, don't get me wrong, I admire the man. The man with a head, I mean, really a head in, in his thought process, but they put his buddy in the front entrance. <laughs> As you're coming, you come around the corner and you hear it. Fucking hell, is that Jack? Mon ami! It's been one fucking day! What the fuck are you doing back here? I, I'm afraid I am not here for pleasure tonight. I need some information. You remember my other friend Lloyd? Look after him, would you, Peter? <laughs> oh, no, 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 I need your help, Lloyd. <laughs> Uh, so actually, at that point, you you see uh, Pietro. We could never decide yeah. on his name. Yeah. He's actually got a bone saw in one hand. Yeah. He's got like a little blood all over, like an apron, and he's like wiped his his forehead with like a whole bunch of blood. And he's yeah. like, ah, oh, fucking hell, I'm in the middle of it. But I mean, do do you need uh, another pair of hands? And I started looking around to put some gloves on. Or Only if you're gonna roll me a cigarette. And oh. he puts the he puts the bone saw down. <laughs> yes, excellent. Uh, all three of us are smokers. It's wonderful. I will roll a couple. Let's go. <laughs> just, just. So I, I, I roll one and I put it in. In. I mean, I'm guessing he's still bloody hands. Yeah, so he's, put, he's basically stood there yeah, with yeah. his hands like up like this, and he doesn't I, move his hands. He just smokes the cigarette. Yeah, and you yeah. Put it in his lips, and he just. I mean, smokes Lloyd, it. you have a light. Lloyd, Lloyd yeah, already has the yeah, match yeah, yeah. lit underneath yeah. the cigarette. He, he puffs it a bit. <laughs> all right, gents. What can I do for you? you are you going to let me take some more of your shillings? Uh, of course, of course. But first, um, what do you know about aristocrat cannibals? <laughs> We've got been over this a million times, Jack. It ain't a thing, all right? It's just a flight of fancy. <laughs> Fair enough. But what do you know about crunch pasty gate? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. What do you know about corpses with missing body parts? Hmm. Now that I have heard about. Yeah. Well, we hope you've done a little more in here about it. Well, who's asking? Uh, we, we are. We, we, we are asking. I, I don't think he knows Lloyd. He knows you, but oh, no. I don't think he oh, knows Lloyd. Okay. Oh, it was a question. Sorry, I misheard you. <laughs> Sorry, let me try it again. Who's asking? Lloyd of Acne, at your service. Question though, doesn't he know Lloyd? Hasn't Lloyd picked uh, picked me up at like, you know, seven in the morning one time in, in, in the morgue? Uh, has he? Yes, uh, has he? I don't think Lloyd has that kind of... Uh, that kind of empathy. <laughs> I think it's Connor who picks you up. Yes, that's cool. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, 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 this is uh, another one of my good uh, friends. Just like you, Peter. All right. He speaks about you often. 
Only bad things, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be so sure. sure. <laughs> well, uh, it's a messy business, but um, I have had a couple of does come through in the last weeks, actually, with some body parts missing. You were you were investigating? Indeed. Indeed. Um, what can you tell me? Any trends you've seen? I mean, what kind of body parts as well? What, what, what are you talking about? Please, Peter, anything you know. Well, I had one, I think, about three weeks ago. A old lad missing his kidney. Well, one kidney. Um, they took him whilst back and him burnt. I had another one come through about a week ago. Had his liver missing. Uh, right, um, strange, really. I can't really tell if it was someone who uh, knows what they're doing or not. Wasn't quite butchered. But, uh, they didn't quite know where it was. But, uh, instruments that they use, certainly, uh, certainly good ones. And then, uh, I had another one come through a couple of days ago. And he turns around and he pulls down the sheet from one of the stone slabs. And you see a 20-something-year-old red-haired woman with her chest and back completely ripped open and her lungs missing. And seen! Oh, yes! Blimey, yes! Jack, I think we found her. <laughs> Who? folks if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and also help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to connect with us on twitter you can you can find us at at tales of podcast we'd love to hear from you the tales of podcast crew are erica as Maeve mckenzie you can reach her on twitter with at underscore erica fabio as connor o'leary Charles as Jacques de Beauregard. Mike as Lloyd. Everyone else and sound design was by me, Jan. You can reach me on Twitter with at thatlastjan. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Further details can be found in the show notes. <laughs> See you next episode! Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea who you're talking about. Uh, he's the he's so so he was this this philosopher and and he's basically the, like the the spiritual creator of UCL, uh, and he he was a super progressist. 
Like he 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 fought for you know people's rights for education. He fought for decriminalizing homosexuality. He fought for like uh, banning any sort of slave trade. He was pro women. He was just pro every like just a kick ass guy. But what he wanted was on his death for him to be dissected and then sewed back up and put at the front of university. And so he is forever the president of UCL of University College London. And they actually wheel his body every time they have a, a, a meeting because he is forever the president of UCL. So it, it's just it's just such a wonderful, weird tidbit of information. I and hope I was he's like, well preserved. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Except I believe it's I can't remember if it's King's College or if it's Imperial College that stole his head and played rugby with it. So now, <laughs> of course they did. I, yeah. So now <laughs> they preserve his head in a lockbox. It's 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 a fake head oh that's gosh. at the entrance. And when they wheel him in, they take out his real head and put it back on his body whenever there is a university meeting. You cannot that's make this shit wild. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest power play ever. Oh, definitely. Yeah.